Former U.S. Army paratrooper, historian, and conspiracy analyst, Tony Arterburn, joined by top researchers and guests, exploring the depths of our hidden history. Expose the crimes and cover-ups that plague our civilization and planet and patrol the borders of our reality. 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 From the parapolitical to the paranormal in the psychological war for your body, soul, and mind. Be a paratruther. Maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Unite humanity with a living new language. Rule, passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. Balance personal rights with social duties. Prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. This is Paratruther, and I'm Tony Arterburn, and those are the, uh, well, what the former commandments on what was called America's Stonehenge, <laughs> the, the Devil's Tablets, also known as the Georgia Guidestones. Uh, last week, we did uh, episode two of Paratrooper, myself and uh, Chris Graves, and we um, were just happened to be on the day that someone, some entity somewhere, decided it would be a good idea to detonate an explosive in front of the main monument. And later that afternoon, strangely enough, as uh, a lot of the crime scenes in America are now <laughs> bulldozed over and controlled, detonated afterwards, they got rid of the Georgia Guidestones uh, with a construction crew. And uh, what made me want to do this show, I mean, I talked about Georgia Guidestones for years. As a matter of fact, I mean, you go back through my history of my podcast, my radio show, I've got like three or four different titles where I'm comparing things to the Georgia Guidestones. But you know, I opened up my show last week uh, talking about how the, the book Population Control uh, by the late, great Jim Mars that came out in 2015, one of the books that changed the trajectory of my life, the opening paragraph, opening chapter, uh, is about the Georgia Guidestones. And of course, they were commissioned in 1979, a mysterious group um, headed by a man known as R.C. Christian. They raised half a million dollars in 1979, which is um, a lot more than half a million dollars today, uh, if you know anything about inflation and loss of purchasing power in the dollar. And it was 42 years in existence uh, on planet Earth till 7-6-22 at 4.03 uh, a.m. in the morning Eastern time in 33 seconds. So today I've got uh, two fantastic guests, um, good friends of mine. I'll start by introducing uh, the researcher, part of the three searchers, one of the main uh, researchers and, and uh, forces behind uh, the books and works of Donald Jeffries, and that is Chris Graves. He's back once again. Uh, welcome back to Paratruther, Chris. Thanks, Tony. It's always an honor to be with you. Well, great to have you, my friend. It's always a fun show when you're here, and I'm sure you've got 
whenever I'm going to do a show with Chris, I know I'm going to get like 30 or 40 links texted to me, emailed to me. I'm going to be shower. I have more links than I know what to do with. And uh, that's why I have him on to help me navigate it. And, and um, my other guest, uh, it's been a long time since he's been on the program. Actually, the last time that we spoke, we were, uh, what, about a mile from Bill Cooper's home in Eager, Arizona. And then, of course, that is, and I have your, I have an intro for you, uh, my friend here. We're going to, we're going to play. This is the intro for our next guest. As you can see, we've had our eye on you for some time now, Mr. Anderson. Anderson, Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. So yeah, it's it's Mr. Anderson. He's back uh, on the program. Of course, he was on the Arterburn Radio transmission with me back in November when we went to pay uh, tribute to uh, to the late great William Cooper on the anniversary of his being murdered by the police. And uh, anyway, uh, Mr. Anderson has some links as well, and so he's gonna. I think this is gonna be a great show, a great conversation. Uh, welcome, welcome to the show. Welcome to Paratruther, Mr. Anderson. Yeah, thanks for inviting me back. It's a little disheartening every time someone says Mr. Anderson. It's a crazy man. You think a crazy woman would do it every now and then, but you know. I'm sorry that when I first said hello, Mr. Anderson, I was doing that exact quote. Now I feel like a jerk. <laughs> That's exactly right. I said this is this is what you if you do podcasting, this is what you need to call yourself, and uh, it's worked out really well. And people were, did you is that Mr. Anderson? Yes, Mr. Anderson is back. He he comes on. I'm hope I'm try. You know, I've tried to pull him on multiple times, and uh, he's always welcome. He knows he's he's very busy. He's got secret projects and all the things that he works on. So, all right, Chris, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it to you, my friend. I I, I read the commandments from the former Georgia Guidestones. There are no more. But I wanted to bring up, uh, as we start this conversation, and one of the reasons I threw this together is people have been talking about it for, you know, the last couple of weeks. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of great stuff on it. But <laughs> the time capsule, and this is, you know, I'm going to throw it to you, Chris, but you, you sent me the link. This is, this is what got me. There was supposed to be a time capsule placed underneath it and they went to dig for it, and it's supposedly not there. <laughs> so I wanted to get your thoughts, uh, overall big picture about the Georgia Guidestones, what they meant. I mean, this is what Paratruth is all about. It's just a little bit of a dive. So tell me what you think, my friend. All right. Um, well, basically, Breitbart, yeah, Bre Breitbart goes into uh, how the plaques, the site of the former granite monument had writings on them, alleging that a time capsule lay six feet underneath, Fox 5 reported. The writings also contained unfinished instructions on when to open the capsules, reading to be opened on. And then uh, the crews with the Elbert County Road Department removed the plaque on Friday and excavated six feet below to see if the claims were true. Claims turned out to be wrong. So uh, even as crews started their excavation after removing the plaque, they noticed there was no prior sign of digging since Georgia red clay was, quote unquote, packed tightly at the bottom, the star wrote. Once crews reached six feet, nothing was found. It's weird. Uh, that's what really got me interested in, in talking more about them. And they've always been, you know, in conspiracy research and alternative media, the Georgia Guidestones have always been a hot topic because it's this mysterious 
group of people uh, showing up in rural Georgia. And, and then, you know, again, you have these uh, other players involved. And I think Mr. Anderson knows some, has some key players and has done some research before, you know, before the show. And yeah, it, it's strange. I mean, you have uh, half a million dollars being spent, uh, these custom, you know, monuments to the, this new age of reason, uh, telling the people to keep a uh, population under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature, which I had one of my, uh, audience members saying, well, it's, it's not 95% per reduction in population. If you go back to the 79, 1980 population, it's 88%. Okay. Well, you know, because people talked about <laughs> Ted Turner, you know, being involved in, in possibly being involved in this. And, and I don't know. I mean, I, I think that he's from Georgia and he wants 95% less people. So it seemed right, you know, but I don't know. It's yeah. the, 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 the date in which it was taken out on seven, six, you know, it's 42 years. Exactly. And, and I, one of the reasons in I do, 1979 I'm, too. the curiosity about the year. Yes. Ago. Yeah, the curiosity yep. of 1979. Whether you're talking about um, Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars, the you know the show that Chris and I did last week on that document that was found in an IBM copier in 1986, or you know you got the start of Al Qaeda, you have uh, Tim Osmond uh, coming in. You have uh, the beginnings of um, in 1970. Of course, this this is not the 79 show, but there's a, so much that goes with that, and and you have uh, the the West War with Islam and all the things Saddam Hussein putting in power. Yes. Yeah. Just a ton of stuff happening in 79 and, uh, and the beginning of this. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So, uh, yeah, just no, no time capsule found, which I found bizarre too, is that 1982 was supposedly the year that the monument was this updated is that what they're saying that the the quote about the time capsule was placed on there later is that what i'm reading correctly yeah it was on placed on later which makes no sense to me yeah the star noted that executives with the elberton county granite association claimed that the plaque with the time capsule instructions was supposedly placed at the guidestones in 1982 which is after the granite monument was completed in 1980 Yep. So that's this is bizarre. How do you I put mean, a time capsule underneath the site that is already finished two years prior? Makes no sense. Yeah, and Mr. It Anderson, doesn't no, add up. I want to ask you, uh, Mr. Anderson. I want to ask you. Uh, you had mentioned something uh, off air about ownership of the land, right. and I've always wondered about that. Like, is it public land? Did they? How did they get this thing? I mean, in perpetuity? Is it in a trust? I mean. Is, is it something not tracking back to R.C. Christian and that group? What did you find? Yeah, so uh, there's a real good documentary I watched recently called Dark Clouds Over Eberton. The production quality is pretty shoddy. I think it was shot on a flip phone back in the day. But uh, the quality of the information is really good. And so one of the people they interview in the film is this man named Wayne Molin- Molinix or something like that. I think it's M-U-L-L-E-N-X. And he was in charge of the construction. And he actually owned the five acres that they sold to R.C. Christian. And so they asked him about this. And he was well aware of the controversy surrounding the time capsule. And he wouldn't say yay or nay regarding it. He says, oh, I guess you'll find out when the monuments are removed. But one of the funny things, too, is 
it says inscribed regarding the time capsule to be opened on blank. But yeah, he was the one who originally owned the land and then he sold it to R.C. Christian. He was a Mason Shriner, just like the guy who originally commissioned the bill, Joe Finley. And one of the um, stipulations was his cattle could still use the land to help it keep being from overgrown. But when we were kind of laughing online, it didn't make much sense since R.C. Christian was such an environmentalist because, you know, cow farts melt ice caps and things like that. But it was... 1979 and uh they were worried about an ice age then so cal farts right. were good but yeah that's right yeah we're, i we're think the land actually today. was transferred um to the county and the people who were the ones who actually became the caretakers there was this guy named charlie clamp and he was the one who sandblasted the stone and his son was the caretaker i think around the time this was documented but one of the strange things about it is he told his friends charlie clamp when he was sandblasting these messages which had to be transcribed by the way by somebody who was an ambassador to the un they had a connection there to you know the sahili the hindi and all the the, the other uh, languages that were on the the four tablets um he said he heard strange music and disjointed voices but i'm i'm pretty sure that the the county was the one um maintaining the land after that yeah that that to me was a a, a loophole yeah, the, the whole thing. I mean, um, so according to that documentary, they do a really good job, in my opinion. And you can watch it for free on YouTube. Um, and it's it's a little over two hours, but there's a lot of good information and a lot of good, of, good job um, kind of tracing and following the facts. But the main contributing member was this guy named uh, uh, Wyatt Martin. How did they get that and to so happen? He was the president of the Granite City bank at the time. And so you can't open a bank account and transfer close to half a million dollars in, you know, today's money under a pseudonym. So RC Christian asked him if he would handle the escrow and he'd send him the finances that he need to, to build these things. And he said, yes, but on only under one condition, I need to know who you are and who your family members are. So this guy, White Martin, like maintained correspondence with this RC Christian character for a long time. And it actually came out in some wired magazine article. I think it was 2009, but don't hold me to it. That the same yeah, Wyatt Martin kept all this correspondence in his old case for an IBM computer and had it in a shed. So in the documentary, they enter, <laughs> they interview this guy and he's just, you feel kind of bad for him because he's older, you know, God bless his soul. He's not all there and you can kind of stroke his ego and get him to tell you things. And, he, he was talking about why it's a mystery. And he's like, I mean, in fact, it's a mystery. I will have people wondering who put them stones there. But anyways, <laughs> they, they get this guy to take them to the shed, pull out this case and open it up under the pretense. Maybe you forgot some important facts, you know, surrounding the history because White Martin was going to write a book about it. But he hadn't opened up the case, according to him, for 15 years. So as he's reading all these things, they're looking at um, the return addresses on the, the mail that was sent. And they trace it back to an address in Fort Dodge, Iowa. And it was um, owned by this guy named Herbert H. Kirsten. And Kirsten is actually a low German variant of Christian. And he was a very prominent physician. He had 12 p patents, but he was known throughout the community for his racist beliefs. And he was one of those guys that go to the country club and just talk about population control. And he was actually friends with this Nobel Prize winning physicist named William Shockley. And Shockley was the guy who invented the 
first transistor, which is the basic building block for all integrated circuits. And Shockley was well known for these same beliefs. He thought you should sterilize people that had an IQ less than 100. And so they end up going to Fort Dodge, Iowa. They visit the gravestone of this Kirsten guy. And it says he wanted to be remembered as a physician and conservationist. And he had written letters to the Miami Sun Centennial, where the editor respond, where this guy praised David Duke. <laughs> and he was just all about population control. But, you know, Dr. Fauci came along eventually and said, hey, Kirsten, hold my beer. But um, <laughs> I think they did a really good job tracking it back down. Um, you just have to watch the documentary. I think it's pretty conclusive evidence. And there was somebody else that was in the mix um, and he was CO'd on some of the magazines that were in this IBM case. And the last name was Mr. Merriweather. And so there was a book that R.C. Christian wrote, I think in 86, called Common Sense Renewed, which was a reference to Thomas Paine, who, you know, in his book, Age of Reason, showed that he had a huge uh, problem with Christianity. But anyways, they contacted the publisher of um, this book and they were like, was it Robert? Christian, uh, you know, what was his real name? And they said it was Robert Merriman. And he also lived in Fort Dodge, I believed, and was a friend of this Kirsten guy. So they kind of tie everything up in this documentary. It's really yeah, Robert good. C. Christian. Yeah. Again, the, the, that doesn't explain everything, right? Like the uh, the astrological yeah. placements and the, the time. Why why that year? Why then? And what what was what were they expecting? I mean, on the surface, it makes no sense. Like yeah. you are, are, this is a doomsday monument. 100%. This is not something to guide people. It's to, it's to be a reference, uh, of rebuilding it's build back better before that was coined. Well, I was, able, I was able to find a list of, uh, of eight conspiracy theories that are associated with the, uh, the Georgia Guidestones. If you'd like to hear some of those, let's do it. Knock it out. All right. Well, the first one goes, uh, the stones were meant to create a new world order. Some conspiracy theorists conclude that these stones were indeed to create a new, more enlightened and well-rounded society. One that wouldn't succumb to overpopulation and stifling regulation. Uh, the other theory is that these stones are the workings of the Antichrist. Many Christian groups have been noted to, as saying these guidestones represent a call to genocide and that they are the Ten Commandments of the Antichrist. These conspiracies have led at, to at least three separate occasions of vandalism by religious groups. And the guidestones were meant to survive a global apocalypse. Right. Um, but stone, not Tannerite. Or whatever it was. <laughs> but not Tannerite, yeah. Uh, I think that was more sophisticated than Tanner, right? I mean, honestly, I, I'm just yeah, I'm playing by looking at the blast. But no, go go yeah. on, Chris. I think I think that uh, that theory is, is, seems to me the, the one that holds the most water. Yeah, like they yeah. they were expecting something, which I don't know. There's uh, and I want to talk to you guys. There's a if you look into things like gematria or like adding up yeah. numerology and the number forty two and like. 33 we'll and 33 yeah but 42 especially because that's how many years it was on the planet right good point yeah uh, it says the guide stones were meant to survive a global apocalypse some conspiracy theories had a date october 3rd 2014 
It's worth noting that we are now a year and some months later and we're still alive. This was in 2015, by the way. This was the date of the global apocalypse and the stones were intended to aid survivors in regulating a new world. Then it says the stones call for a global government. And that's, you know, basically uh, one that ruled. They wanted a global government that would rule collectively across the world and handle any external issues in a world court. Then they also said the stones were designed for the worship of the sun and the devil. Local minister believed that since the stones lured many UFO enthusiasts, new age folk, and modern pagans, it must have been built as an intended gathering place to worship all things evil. And then it says the monument was built on a power nexus. This conspiracy theory claims that the Georgia Guidestones were built on top of a large center of power. This core power that's hidden from the rest of the world is said to eventually be released at an unknown date and tackle the mess that our current world is in. Keep in mind, this is 2015, this article. Right. The stones are intended to convey psychic messages. The conspiracy tells visitors that they must point both arms at the monument, one palm up and one palm down, in order to receive psychic messages from the stones directly. Are you willing to give it a shot? And we only got a couple more here. The monument was built on a sacred place to Native Americans, which means one very crucial thing. The Hopi Indians and their ancient shamans say signs will foretell the time when the fifth world, a new age, will begin. This also means the end of our current world. Kind of like maybe a big reset, maybe. Um, ancient prophecies noted that when the stone tablets are returned to the center of the world, the new age will begin. Now the only question remains, is Georgia truly at the center of the world? There you have a few of the conspiracy theories surrounding the Georgia Guidestones. Oh, good, good work there, Chris. Yeah, the, again, Did you guys hear any of that? <laughs> yeah, you, you you're coming through loud and clear, my friend. Okay, um, awesome. awesome. I, um, you know, again, I've referenced this many, many times on different broadcasts, and we always talk about it because the one thing that unites all the world's elite in philosophy uh, is depopulation, one hundred percent, and across the board. I don't know if the if you be, when you become a mil, a billionaire or whatever happens that they mail you your card or do you have to <laughs> what, what sterilization kit <laughs> oh, uh, yeah we forgot to tell you and all, and all your bank loans and everything are tied there's this fine print that says you, know, you have to be for complete depopulation and um population control and so it's whether you're talking about bill gates or prince philip or um ted turner who supposedly you know was i mean this is allegedly tied to the funding of these monuments uh they're well the monuments they're nowhere um <laughs> but you know again i i think that it's all about depopulation but th it seems to me that they were built for um you know in almost like a sh enshrinement to a post-apocalyptic uh time time era what do you guys think well um to me the mysterious part about not only their demise, but they kind of just came up out of nowhere, almost like overnight. And I'm actually shocked by how many people I bring up the Georgia Guidestones to that don't even know they existed at all. I thought it was common knowledge, honestly. 
Not too many people actually know about those things. Well, yeah, there was a lot of comments coming up <laughs> on different parts of the web. Like, I can't believe these right-wing extremists, or, I mean, these people are white supremacists or blowing up monuments. It's just art. And then people That's were ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the, the tablet that they blew up was the Swahili Hindi one. They didn't blow up the one and, um, yeah. you know, associated with Israel or America or anything like that. I mean, wouldn't the white supremacists go after that one? I mean, with a rocket launcher, mind you, I've heard as well. <laughs> yeah, it, it never added up to me. And like learning more about this guy who the documentary purports is R.C. Christian or at least part of him, this Dr. Kirsten. He was supposedly a Catholic involved in the community and had some weird ideas about population control. And a lot of the people in his church didn't like him because of, you know, how much he was a proponent of birth control, too. But he had a lot of money. He gave $400,000, I think, to the local church when he passed. So he had plenty of money from his patents and profession. But if you're a Christian, I mean, why do you need to come up with 10 new rules? Didn't, like, God already do that? And the other thing that stands out to me is the devil de deals in secrecy, not God. So if you're proud of this, then why, why does it have to be handled in secret? It just doesn't make much sense. And the two things that stood out to me, because I was familiar with the Guidestones, you know, in conversations with you, Tony, but didn't really do a deep dive into them. But definitely that number 42 has a lot of biblical connotations. And the other thing that came to my mind when one of the tablets with the, the 10 guides was demolished, you know, was that's exactly what happened when Moses came down from Mount Sinai and he yeah. saw the golden calf. He smashed the tablets that were supposed to usher in this new covenant that they had. So right. I, I almost leaned to the idea that this was kind of an inside job. I don't think it was some wackadoodle who thought these guidestones were evil because they'd been there for so long. And certainly a wackadoodle would know if they existed 42 years, they'd been there all that time in plain sight and they could have done it. So I, I, I'm just yeah. not convinced it wasn't an inside job or symbolic because I, I a lot like of the secret point. societies and fraternities like to you know, operate according yeah. to symbology as presented in the Bible. And that's what happened when the Ten Commandments were first brought down from the mountain. They were, the tablets were smashed. So what you're saying is that it kind of a reverse covenant of maybe a satanic antichrist type thing. Like you guys were supposed to take this, take care of this for me. And it's almost like I'm yeah. smashing my covenant with you. Uh, you were supposed to make this happen. You had 42 years to, to get it done. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that that's what came to my mind. I'm not saying I'm right. That's an interesting point. I mean, and uh, that's the the weird thing about all of this, and especially, I mean, that that to me is the is the the weirdest part of all of this. I mean, we don't. I mean, it was on George Bush's birthday, by the way. Uh, really? And here's here's a couple. Yeah, it was George George W. Bush's birthday. He was 76 on seven six. He was also a member of Skull and Bones, which is the three two two, the Lodge three two two there in at Yale. I was trying to mention that, yeah. Yep. And three and 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 the monument was commissioned on three two two. Wow! So some strange things, and then you get the number forty two, and the number forty two in gematria, like some of the words that equal um, forty two, like vaccine forty two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the meaning of numbers uh, and in the Bible. This is off of uh, BibleStudy.org. In Scripture, the meaning of forty two is derived from its direct connection to the coming Antichrist. His evil efforts will last 42 months in the end time and thus is firmly right. associated with him. 
And then, then the angel gave me a measuring rod like a staff, saying, Arise and measure the temple of God and the altar, and they shall trample upon the holy city for 42 months, Revelation 11, 2. Revelation 13 states that the end-time beast power will be so powerful that no one will be able to make war with him. He will speak boastful things and receive authority to do almost anything he wants for 42 months. 42, and this is interesting, 42 is made up of 6 and 7, showing a link between mankind and God's spirit and link between the Antichrist and Jesus Christ. Mm. There's some weird... um, and you know what's funny is I think uh, I read so much history, and sometimes I wonder. I don't even know if sometimes the players that are carrying out the act what they're doing even know what they're right, like they're yeah. being directed um, in this game, whatever this 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 challenge, this life, this all the the the, the intricacies of meaning, right? That, and not all of us are completely in charge. I think sometimes there's look at all the symbols they have associated with like NASA and stuff that they can't really explain to the public. (laughs) Well, it's like when you get people at the Super Bowl and or some of these big events and they're doing like Illuminati gestures and you know (laughs) rituals, and you're like, that guy's dumb as a post. He has no idea what. But somebody's directing the the people, right? So something, something, an entity, and that's why I think all of this is. I mean, it's spiritual and um. What do you think? You even had like the Sandy Hook Choir of uh, those kids that we still don't even know what their names were when they were at the Super Bowl a few months after Sandy Hook. And uh, I forget the singer that maybe Beyonce, I could be wrong. And she was doing all kinds of the Illuminati uh, symbols, too. And I think some of the kids were even, too. So it's all it's all weird, Tony. It gives me nightmares. And you know what's interesting too? I was looking it up. So the day before the mon- this monument for global depopulation and I mean, basically the the Stonehenge for the New World Order was was the Georgia Guidestones. Yeah. The day before this thing gets taken out of our present reality, they turn on the CERN Hedron Collider. That's right. Yeah. I forgot all about that. Did you did you read about that, Mr. Anderson? Did you know about the CERN being reactivated the day before? Yeah, I did. Um, we were actually supposed to have that uh, in Texas back in the day. Yeah, the superconducting super collider. Yeah, that was even like on episodes of Dallas. Yes. Is CERN behind the JR shooting? <laughs> right. <laughs> A particle got loose. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I thought it was all pretty silly because the politicians at the time were suggesting, well, it's going to create a mini black hole and swallow up the world. And I was just like, what's yeah, going to do that in Switzerland now? Wouldn't you make a, like to make a little bit of money before that happens? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like the, pe- the, the scientists that uh, developed the bomb in Los Alamos. Right. Uh, Jim Mars has talked about this many times, but uh, a great many of the scientists who developed the first atomic weapon, the first fission bomb, said that the, they believed that it could be possible that once they set it off, the chain reaction would actually destroy the fabric of time and space. Mm-hmm. And they were like, but let's do it anyway. <laughs> so Yeah, let's they, see what happens, guys. Good. They had a couple beers. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Come on, take a chance, man. You're not living unless you take a chance. <laughs> uh, this is just something where I, I, my thinking going back to this and, and, it's almost like you know, I, I can't remember. I'll have to go back through the episode, but I think I even talked about the Guidestones like when I was hosting for David Knight the day before on July 5th. 
Yeah. I think it's like it's, it was in my it's always in my mind because like, you can think about these, you know, again, it's, it's it's a monument to the NWO. It's what you think of, you know, when you think of uh, depopulation and a, a one world totalitarian socialist government. That's what it comes to me anyway. And that's it's weird that they're gone. And it's weird that it didn't cause more of an uproar. It was it's strange. It kind well, of went out the way they came in mysteriously, you know? Yes. And and then thinking about that Dr. Kirsten guy, the more, and it, like I said, it's a really good documentary. It's a, it's a little dry, but if you're interested in knowledge and information, it's really good. But the more you got to know about him towards the end, it just reminded me kind of of Dr. Strangelove. I mean, he just seemed like that guy, but I was like, he could have made the first guide a little bit better. Cause you remember, when the nuclear bombs are, you know, headed to both countries, going to blow up the world. He's talking about how they need to go underground, but they need to, you know, guide procreation, which is going to be a prodigious undertaking. So they need to select, you know, women based on their countenance and beauty. And you can't get tired of them. So you're going to need like 20 in a rotation. And I was like, Kirsten had put that rule first. I mean, I think a lot more guys wouldn't have read like the, the next nine. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. when they that's when he was talking about in, in Dr. Strangelove that they needed to do um build mine shafts or use old abandoned mine shafts for their new civilization. <laughs> I think a lot of this ties into the possibility that it, it's a part of the breakaway society that some some theorists think uh exists. They have all the real, you know, technology and we kind of get the scraps and everything. I think that I mean I can't really back it up, but I have a feeling that this ties into that concept somehow like their own commandments this other version of human beings that <clears throat> live among among us but not really you know kind of like like the breakaway civilization you know well there was a i forget the name of the business but it's in the same county and they kept a lot of the correspondence associated with the erection of this monument and there's one thing i had to write down because it was so bizarre how it was worded and it read, uh, those who have guided this great mystery and have guarded the evolution of the human species are returning. It has begun. The keys are herein. It's like yeah. human species and guiding evolution. What are you talking about? That is weird. Do this I whole... dare mention extraterrestrial? <laughs> no, that's what it comes across as, right? Yeah, like yeah. You're, you're speaking, uh, you know, as, as you're not a part of it. Exactly. You're, you're like... <laughs> and, and it talks about in revelation about a great lie and so mm. i mean I, I like watching ancient aliens it's just like junk junk food tv for me you know like david children <laughs> is it possible <laughs> you know about everything it's like no it's not possible is it possible for you to you know not drink before three o'clock in the afternoon david but um <laughs> I, I i always always talk to my dad because he likes it, and i was just like this is fun entertainment i was like but you gotta be at guard here a little bit i mean what if we supposedly make contact with extraterrestrials and they said basically what's being described here we're the ones who guided your evolution we've been watching you we think you're intelligent enough to know the truth now you and know the there's no religion we were the ones in the stars we were the angels i mean how many people would that fool who were christians isn't that, isn't that like a premise to that arthur c clark uh childhood's end isn't that like i think where so. they, they get a vaccine and then the aliens reveal themselves. <laughs> well, when would we ever need a vaccine, Tony? Hey, it's safe and effective. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't work. It's safe, it's safe yeah. enough. My, but you need to take five of them. <laughs> well, I, there's just so many people that are all those boosters yeah. getting sick now, too. It's it just, seems to it be doesn't stop up. transmission. And then you got like the Pentagon coming out and admitting that this stuff actually does exist. As opposed to in the past, where you even mention you see a UFO, you get fired, you get ridiculed, you call it a loon, you know. It all kind of seems like it's coming together in a very creepy way. And now these things get blown up. I don't know. It's it's just a, a bizarre story, guys. I'm glad we you're able to jump on and talk about it because I just think uh, it just gets weirder. It's just it's just it's like uh the Georgia Guidestones got blown up, and you know. Um, those guidestones didn't work because you didn't build yours. I mean, maybe that's how it worked. Maybe kind of like the vaccine, like the better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wasn't it wasn't referenced enough. It wasn't um, wasn't worshipped. Yeah, the, the weird astrological things uh, to it as well. Like you know, yeah. did it aligning for the solstice and winter and summer solstice and all that stuff. I mean, that uh, nothing wrong with that, by the way. I mean. In and of itself, I mean, every to me, everything is whether you're talking the occult just means hidden. By the way, I mean it's occult it means yeah. hidden, uh, or hidden from sight or whatever. And um, you know, it's all this is all God's calculations. All of this is God's. I mean, everything that we find out, everything we revealed is it's it's God's. But I, I do think that you know, Mister Anderson brought up the fact that evil has to hide behind something right it isn't something good something wholesome something right and true and beautiful is just the truth is what it is you don't have to hide behind intricate layers of of subterfuge right. and skullduggery and everything else right and i think that's right that's true like, like the, the intelligence community i mean it's like how many layers of lies and in you know at the begin at the entrance to the central intelligence agency it quotes uh matthew you know and the, and the truth shall set you free <laughs> which is bizarre yeah um, you know so far from removed <laughs> the polar from opposite of how they operate 100 <laughs> percent. and so yeah this the monuments being gone there's no time capsule uh, what were there again? You said it best, Chris. As mysteriously as they appeared, then they were gone. They lasted forty-two they years, forty-two cycles. Uh, were the the monuments and myself are the same age, almost the exact same. <laughs> Where were you that night? Oh yeah, you were doing a podcast for me. Never mind. You're <laughs> doing a podcast for you. Well, yeah, I mean, that's we, right. Yeah, it was early in the morning. Where was I? I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, there's a lot of people that are actually, uh, we go, you know, we were touching upon like the religious angle. A lot of people are not that sad that they're gone, to be honest. I, I don't say, look, I, I'm pretty lenient on things, especially art, you know, and not, I don't, uh, I don't like tearing things down. Like you look, that's a very much like a, a Taliban or a leftist, you know, kind of thing like in this country we just tear <laughs> they don't even know what they're tearing down this is tear it's it like down book, it's like book burning it's like it, you know sh this stuff should be preserved whether you agree with it or not i mean it's history you know absolutely and in in that line of logic i don't want to just tear things down but this this monument i can't i don't see anything redeeming in it right 
well, that's yeah, the thing the though, Tony. Population thing. Yeah, sorry, go on. No, because I was just going to say, I mean, a lot of them, the, the guides, you can say, oh, yeah, this one's about population control. This one's about eugenics. This one's about a new world language. I mean, think about the Tower of Babel, how God didn't like that. But some of them are like be in harmony with nature. And it's like, yeah, going to have to real dig, dig deep to make that one sound evil, you know? I, I don't think they all sounded completely evil, but the ones at the very top certainly did, at least to me. Well, the one at the very top cancels out everything else they said because right. fair you enough have, you have to start what's what that's my point is you have to start from the premise that we have to eliminate the majority and i mean the biggest not not 51 95 at least right to get to a to get to where you can even be in perpetual balance with nature you know like this uh maintain humanity other under five so it begins and it ends with well, two two commandments to not be fruitful and multiply. Okay. Exactly. So it's, the, it's the antithesis of the, the Lord's commandment. It's the antithesis of, of family and pro and, and having a, you know, a, a large, uh, popular, you know, a, a thriving population. And the, the, what I read into the last, you know, part of this is be not a cancer on the earth. So, right. You're, you're starting also in with the premise here with that statement that mankind is not redeemable. Mankind is kind of like the AI tells Mr. Anderson and tells, you know, Morpheus in the matrix that you're a virus. Yeah. Right. So it's be not a cancer on the earth. And then it repeats twice to leave room for nature, which I find ironic because now the Georgia Guidestones left room for nature. So, you know, well, the, the other thing that stood out to me was the word maintain. Okay. It doesn't talk about how you get there. Right. So right. something cataclysmic happened for whatever reason, but how do you maintain it? And it's like, Oh, go to guide number two. <laughs> about you number two. Yeah. So it's, it's very strange. And like I said, those seem very evil. And I guess they were like, well, we got to have 10 of them. Um, so they, they added some others um, now, what do you guys that seem think a of, little bit more harmless than the first yeah. theory to me. But what do you what did you guys think of like the perpetrators? Because there's oddly there's very little, you know, information on suspects except for the video that was released showing a silver sedan leaving the uh, the area. Like, who do you guys actually think could have been behind it? I mean, I've heard like the most I've heard was a religious fundamentalist. Um, I guess that would make sense in some, some ways, I guess, you know, cause all the satanic imagery and references. I, I, I think the selection of which stone they blasted, I was real interested in that. And it took me a while to uh, track it down, but if it was somebody who was just crazy nationalist, yeah. you know, white, right-wing white supremacist I, you know why didn't they go after the hebrew one or something yeah. like that they took out the swahili and hindi one it just didn't make any sense to me um, i think that's a good point too because no one talks no one talks about that aspect the one that actually got taken out well they just yeah. try maybe they didn't care which one they took out maybe it was the it was trying to place the explosive would do the most damage like to try to maybe put it into a, a chain reaction to take like out a domino body. effect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it seems like it like only did X, catastrophic right? damage or it didn't do much damage to the other ones. Not from what I saw, but 
I mean, it's all pretty granular. And how did they, they said they put up those, you know, um, uh, cameras and everything because people kept, you know, putting graffiti and pentagrams and things like that on them. But yeah, like, like could you invest order. in a little bit better resolution yeah. camera? <laughs> but that's all. Yeah. You so you didn't have anybody, you know, placing. Uh, and again, we do we they tore down the crime scene. Yep. I mean, this isn't like uh, the same day. Like the, it was the same day. It was the same day. Well, even though Oklahoma down. City was like a month later, and then Sandy Hook was like three months later. I didn't know it was the same day. I mean, yeah. It, really? It's yeah. It was. It literally had the um, excavators just pushing it down. I mean, I'm thinking. Well then, who, well then, well the, then whoever's behind it, the, whether it's the, the pseudonym, you know, Christian guy, then they wanted it taken down. Then, if that's the case, that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, that's why I think it was an inside job. If I had to guess one way or another, maybe it. Maybe at this point, you know, you got to think. Okay, let's talk about where this country was and where the world was in 1979. This is pre-internet. Yeah. Okay, and to be a conspiracy theorist was a small corner of, you know, what was accepted reality, accepted narrative. You had people, you had great researchers, by the way, some of like the giants out there, like Anthony Sutton, uh, you know, the Bolsheviks and, and the Wall Street Revolution, you know, the Wall Street and the Bolshevik Rev Revolution. You had uh, Gary Allen, none dare call it conspiracy. Jim uh, Mars. Jim That's Mars, yeah. you know. You had a, there was a, again, it was, it was a, a profession, but nowhere near in mainstream. Right. And now you're reaching, um, this quickening, if you want to call it that, where you have agenda 2030, agenda 21, the great reset, and they come out and tell you, but the giant backlash that's happened, it's almost like they want to, I mean, they're erasing the internet right now, guys. They're erasing references and links and, I mean, scrubbing the internet of of things that were been out there for many, many years. Oh, yeah, I know. Believe me, I'm uh, I, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but, yeah, I've, I've been trying to find for Mr. Jeffries uh, ever since I've come to know him, yeah. And you're right on that. They've been erasing, and they haven't even really been that covert about it, you know? No. Erasing a lot of stuff. They, they haven't been covert. And to me, it's, are they erasing their, I mean, when they place these monuments was they were, there's a lot of expectations that they were going to inherit the earth. Maybe they don't have those expectations anymore. So, well, if that's the case, then that would be a good thing, right? Or do you think that they would just double down on their efforts next time to get rid of most of us? <laughs> well, people understanding what the monuments are about and what the depopulation agenda is about and what all the new world order really is about like that that used to be a fringe thing yeah. now you get mainline people talking about the new world order and it's not yeah it started out being like you know people like george hw bush and even you have joe biden talking i mean bill clinton said that the new world order i mean henry kister i mean even gorbachev i mean well, I, then i think trump was a part of that uh mainstreamness of uh conspiracy in general like i i personally believe he was uh put into place just like all the rest only he was supposed to be the conspiracy theorist president you know 
and kind of tarnishing any kind of credibility that we may have had, which was not really there anyway. But once they put him in, he was able to get things like deep state, you know, to be an actual mainstream concept and word and phrase, you know, That's fake news, fake news. Yep. Same thing. I mean, when he, when he called, when he's talked about uh, Rafael Cruz, Ted Cruz's dad, you know, when he, shooting <laughs> Kennedy, he was live on air. I remember watching that. And he goes, uh, and where, I'm just asking the question, where was he, you know, during the death, you know, and yeah. I'm like, oh man, I mean, that is. Yeah, that is unprecedented. That I mean, somebody's—it's you're accusing somebody's father of being connected to Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, the Oswald, yeah, yeah. basically, yeah. yeah. So, and I think right then and there, they—they they were hoping that you know he would be the opposite of the hope and change crowd. That he would be the oh the uh, you know inner you know the middle America, the Bible Belt, the conspiracy theorist. You know, oh, this is a candidate that finally broke through, broke through all the red tape of. uh who's really running the show. And I think someone pointed out that when Trump, you know, had his little meeting with Obama, that was only supposed to be like a half an hour. And it turned out to be like, what, an hour and a half. And he comes out of the room and he looks gray and he looks all gray and like scared and everything. And he goes, yeah, Obama, he's a, you know, there's a lot I can learn from him as an advisor. And Oh, uh, the Clintons. Oh, I'm not going after them. You know, they're, they're decent people. Like he right. changed his whole tune in that hour and a half. Complete about face. They showed him probably the other films from Dealey Plaza. <laughs> and that was an old Bill Hicks reference, you know. And yeah, right. the other film. Yep. There was a there was a meme I saw, and he was like sitting outside some room, like the day he was being inaugurated, and he looked real worried. And it said, uh, "The day they tell you the aliens are coming." <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah. Mr. President, <laughs> this just is how, what you're yeah. really going to do. Any questions? Well, and, <laughs> yeah. and if that's the case, then, you know, I mean, he's worse than I thought. I mean, if yeah, we, we send young men and women off to die based yeah. on lies and to, to, to die horrible, violent deaths, getting hit with IEDs or sniper fire. And, yeah, you know, uh, they're scared. I've been one of them. And then you tell me like somebody's a hero, but they're also, they are scared of some deep state degenerate showing you another film of somebody getting shot. I mean, I'd yeah. be the wrong guy or somebody like me to show that to. But Tony, you wouldn't be allowed to even get be president. <laughs> I know. You wouldn't even be like Jesse Ventura was saying, I would be killed before I ever was able to be inaugurated, you know? I was thinking about my, you know, people like Andrew Jackson, the yeah. one of the seventh president of the United States who, you know, they'd say he gets so angry, so mad. He's like a, you know, Scotch Irish, just slobbering, like just, <laughs> just <laughs> that's uh that's one of my heroes. That's the way you should. That's why you got to treat the deep state. You know, you got to yeah. treat those satanic goblins with just some, some rage. And, you know, somebody you'd be like, Hey, well, you know, uh, I'm living on borrowed time anyway. A lot of, you know, those, that's why, the um you know the silent generation never had a, a president it's the only yeah. generation of american history never produced a president and i i predict it will be two generations it will be the silent generation what that was the the generation between what you call the greatest generation and the baby boomers they were then they were my favorite generation people that was like my yeah. grandparents you know and uh i think the other group will be us it'll be gen x Gen but it won't be this it won't be the sticks and stones generation right because it's uh, gonna go baby boomer yeah yeah it's gonna go baby it's gonna skip over x it's gonna baby boomer to to millennial 
Yeah, I don't know. The future is very scary at the moment. I hate saying that, but. Well, yeah. it is. And I mean, uh, anybody talked about, uh, and this was a going around. I saw this was funny because uh, this is how the QAnon garbage, you know, comes out with, with, uh, oh, breaking news. The CEO of Pfizer is going <laughs> to build the Georgia Guidestones. You know? I saw that too. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I, I read to read the article and it was like, we have to rebuild it six months, six days and six minutes from now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I thought it was an onion article. <laughs> Uh, but that, I mean, again, but that's where you get those weird, like, you know, people are like, oh, it's Pfizer's going to rebuild it. But is yeah. in you guys, do you, in your opinion, will they rebuild it? Will somebody, I mean, can, they can, it'll have to be somebody in the open. You can't do it again. You can't do it. Well, Tony, they tried to add to it years after it was built. They were going to add eight yeah. more structures around the perimeter in a circle. And you they go, go over this in the documentary. Um, I, that, I, yeah. Can you go into that a little bit more? Because I tried to find more on that and couldn't. It sounds like you actually did. Yeah. I mean, they pretty much lay it all out for you in this documentary. It's really good. But they were going to add eight stone tablets and like a circular arrangement around the main structure. And um, they got a quote for it, R.C. Christian. And then it ended up being more than he was quoted for. And he was trying to raise capital and go into lots of environmentalist groups. And he's like, this is too much money. We're not doing it. So they didn't even add on to it at the time, a few years later. So I don't know wow. who's going to pony up, but I imagine if it was somebody, it'd probably be someone unassociated with those who originally erected it. But like, if it was this Dr. Kirsten guy, he had plenty of money. I mean, like I said, he donated 400,000 to the Catholic church and his local community when he died, but maybe he was a penny pincher. I don't know. So I think if they do, it'll be somebody outside of um, the original group that erected the structure in 1980. Yeah, be, That's just my opinion. It'll be, it'll be Joe Rogan. I mean, he just got, what, $100 million for Spotify? <laughs> You're going to do well. DMT there with Joe Rogan? That's what I mean, yeah. Eddie <laughs> Bravo. <the> star. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The whole thing's weird. I don't know. What, what do you think, I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be in that spot. Uh, I think it'll be kind of like a when people forget all about this and the dust settles, I actually thought that maybe this was um, a distraction from something else. Usually when these things happen, like weird stuff or terrorist attacks or so-called terrorist attacks, usually there's something else going on. That's bigger that, you know, the powers that be don't want you to be paying attention to. And I really couldn't find anything that was out of the ordinary that, you know, that day or that week, but, in the times that we're living now with, you know, pandemics and school shootings and insurrections, I, it's hard to tell. I don't know what they, you know, what this could have been a distraction from. But when you say an inside job, I think the fact that they were taken down the same day, they they served their purpose somehow and they wanted them gone. I, you know. That's all I can really say about that. I mean, the whole thing is just a head scratcher. What do you think, Tony? Yeah, it's like they they're almost like become obsolete. Yeah. And maybe they're like, hey, that number of half, you know, half a billion, um, we're being too generous. <laughs> like yeah. Klaus Schwab needs it changed and you know <laughs> they add three more zeros. As, or I mean <laughs> take away three zeros. Take away, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like we only we only need so many you know uh people to hook up to you know the the 
Elon Musk's Neuralink. You know, we, we <laughs> need so many so many droid slaves in the in the coming order. And well, they didn't anticipate self checkout in 1980. You know, right, right. <laughs> self checkout. You talk about dystopia. Uh, that that's the most self checkout is one of the most dystopic things I've ever seen. You know, like this part, like where you you're like, hey, I I uh, I didn't realize that I became the checkout clerk. You know, and <laughs> like there's no person. Like, and it's funny because they'll have a person standing there sometimes to tell you how to use it, and that person's just like teaching you how to get rid of them, which is yeah. And that's what it, it reminds me of Disney. Disney did insourcing where they had workers from uh, India come over and replace and be trained by the people they were being fired by Disney. Yeah. And that seems to me like what all of this is with these depopulation enthusiasts, which are the world's richest people. Again, not a coincidence, right? It's not, I'm not a coincidence theorist. The world's richest people, they love communism because it destroys, right? They love, uh, they love totalitarian, one world government because it destroys. They love all these things, you know, like Bill Gates said, we do a really good job with vaccines and healthcare and reproduction health. We can get that number down 15%. He's talking about <laughs> the world population, which was really about a billion people. Yeah. We do a really good job. And that's what he's saying, you know, and, and it's, it's just all of them, whether you're talking about Prince Philip and, you know, he recently died. Um, is he so, going to come back as that virus? He, that's what I was saying. He, he was like, yeah. well, I will, but I can contribute to population control and come back as a deadly virus. You know, he's just this smug royal, you know, and this, all of them, they're all the same. It's uh, George Carlin said it, you know, it's a big club and you ain't in it. Hey, and you know what? I'm wearing Mr. Carlin's uh, shirt that I, uh, I got when I saw him about a year before he died. One of my heroes. Thank and goodness. you're right. It's a big club and you ain't in it. <laughs> you ain't in it. And we're definitely not in it. So the, you know, my fear with this is that it, it's some, but I don't think it is an idiot that did it because they would have already been caught. I right. mean, uh, so they have other footage that they didn't show. They have to, yep. they, I mean, they, this really bad foot and like this, this silver car or whatever, but that's why I'm, I'm leaning with Mr. Anderson. This seems, it seems so inside job. And it's like, why, what's the purpose? What was there? Was there about to be a story broken on where they got about to connect some dots? Or something? To Tony, the car had a moonroof. What kind of white nationalist has a moonroof? You give me a break. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You're, but you're not supposed to have a, uh, any kind of, uh, celestial state if you hear a white well, they say the moon roof was aligned to the north star when he set the explosive up <laughs> he's part of the real society but seriously the car is a moon roof. i'm like what, what is yeah. this it wasn't Ron a truck grandson oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah well guys um it's an interesting subject i'm glad we did a little bit of a a dive on it because some things, you know, I, you know what? I'm I'm glad that there are mysteries yeah. in so many ways. Like I'm glad that there's mysteries and I'm glad that there's rabbit holes and, and it challenges you to, to think outside the box or to put yourself in the person's place who either built this or, you know, trying to like, it's good. again, like I say on my show all the time on the Arterburn radio transmission, I'm like, I, I try to think like a, a goblin like a globalist <laughs> goblin, 
You because be I wasn't raised that way. Like, you can think of everything decent you and Stare into the abyss long enough, Tony. Yeah, right. you're going to be careful. Stares back into you. Yeah. So I, I do, I do, because you know, I was raised by, if there ever was a candidate for sainthood, that somebody I knew that was my grandmother, and I was raised by her, and uh, a true Christian. I mean, uh, you know, Frederick Nietzsche said that uh, the last, the only Christian died on the cross, uh, but he was wrong because I, I know another one, and I was raised by this. That's my where I come from, and yeah. so to think that's the thing is most normal people cannot fathom the amount of evil that exists in this existence that exists on this plane that exists in the hearts of of people of men especially those who lust for power and greed and wealth and all the stuff right you know and absolute power absolute power it corrupts absolutely yeah. and i don't know i've just i i think about that i think about the mindset of the people that are pushing us into uh, oblivion and it just it makes me wonder i again i don't i don't know um <laughs> i don't know but i have to i have to always try to put myself in their mindset to see where they're going and um this one is going to be a head scratcher like you said chris i i don't know it just well, seems i think chris like brought up a great healing. point oh, as well about how so many people even people i've spoken to or sort of interested in history, had no idea, not even an inkling, uh, what the Georgia Guidestones were or what the message that they conveyed was. So I think people are starting to turn their head and say, what was this thing? And um, I think that's a good thing. Hidden in plain sight, basically. Right. Yeah, there's something to it. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll most likely learn more in the coming months, years. Something else will will come of this it's not the last that we're going to talk about the guidestones but uh definitely odd and uh definitely worth talking about and gentlemen i appreciate you uh you lending your your knowledge and your research and your expertise i want to make sure uh that uh, chris you go ahead and close and uh, closing thoughts before we get out of here yeah no i uh i think um you might be surprised we might not actually have too much that does get released about this this particular thing I just have a feeling and it adds to that mystery that you were talking about, but it's just unfortunate that part of that mystery is, you know, the depopulation the scenario that's connected with it, you know, um, you know, real death and, and all that. But now it's always an honor to, uh, to talk to you, Tony. And I can't, can't wait for, uh, the next few shows that we do. Um, fascinating. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for being here, brother. And absolutely, I've the uh, the same sentiment. Um, I can't wait to do. We got a whole. We got Chris and I have shows planned. I hope Mr. Anderson will join us. He's always welcome. Uh, you know, I I don't know why he hasn't done more shows since we went out to uh, to Eager, Arizona. But uh, maybe this is the catalyst to it'll bring you back, Mr. Anderson. What do you say? Yeah, no, uh, it was a pleasure getting to speak with you, Chris. I mean, uh, I, I know a lot about your work with Don Jeffries, and Tony is always speaking very highly of you. I listened to the podcast I did last week, so thanks for letting me tag along, and hopefully I didn't interrupt too much, and maybe I can have a no, better I, speaker next time. <laughs> I interrupted you, sir, a lot, and I apologize. <laughs> no, no, it's uh, it was great to be on, Tony. Thanks for inviting me. Well, uh, it was great having you, brother, and... Uh... It was a great conversation, a good talk, and that's what Paratruther was all about. It was just, uh, you know, I love radio, love live, but 
uh, I think sometimes it's it's good just to just to have a conversation and uh, all the listeners that are tuning in, downloading the podcast uh, all over the earth. Um, I appreciate you. It it means a lot. I'm humbled. I look and see like I get downloads from Europe and Africa and South America, and I'm thinking, wow, somebody, somebody's uh, listening to my show. So I appreciate that. Uh, you know, our sponsor is Wise Wolf Gold and Silver. As always, wisewolf.gold. Uh, you can if you just want to go there and check the prices on metals and cryptocurrency, you can do that. And of course, uh, preparewithart.com, preparewithart.com, my Patriot Supply. I always have to drop that. Uh, be sure and subscribe to the Art of Burn Radio Transmission, anywhere podcasts are found. And uh, we'll have a new show dropping uh, tomorrow, which is Friday, the 15th of July. So uh, you guys take care, uh, each and every one of you. And remember, in the information war, be a paratruther. See you next time.